<laughs> yeah. They gonna love me for my ambition. Beautiful music, painting pictures, it be my vision. You already know the vibes. This is Sound Club Ambition Podcast Cap Episode 86? Bro. Five? 87? Something. One of those. And we are here. Hit the round of applause. Shout out to everybody out there listening and watching. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Much love. Thank you for caring about us. For giving a fuck about what the fuck we got going on over here. Excuse me. Pardon the burp. I'm a little bit lit. A little bit. Memorial Day. We're filming Memorial Day. Just came from a cookout. Um, Celtics are depressing me at the moment. Um, but nonetheless, we have Marloon in the motherfucking building. Rhode Island's number one bachelor, red cup in hand, gray beanie, light white cream, light jacket, ready to plow your girl into a different dimension. Allegedly. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we're in here. Let me calm down a little bit, get professional. We are on camera, but I am a little bit lip, so pardon a little bit, guys. Like I said, this episode might not be for kids. But hey, I think we have adult fans. <clears throat> How's them Celtics, guys? Very depressing. Very depressing. Very depressing. Um, might sing a little bit of Party Next Door. Why not? How what yeah. we were singing right now, Marlon? What was the song we were singing off camera? What was the song? Uh, relax with me, I think. Um, I took my talents at the South Beach. Now my pockets looking so deep. deep. I'm, I'm on the scam, game, baby, scam, baby. Yeah. I'm on my way, baby. Out of Miami, Miami, still, still getting, getting faded. Shouts to the body, baby. Young and relating. I'm here winning. I'm here getting it. That's just a specific, baby. We get it. We get it. Just let the pussy talk. Don't let your feelings fade. Don't let your shit talk. Listen, we might have the lyrics a little fucked up. It's been a while, but You get the gist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you listen to that song while you're having sex, you get the jizz. You know what I'm saying? Um. Hopefully, let's not get into it. Let me, let me stop. Let's get professional. But we're back in here, double hat on the head, why not? Um, get your attention visually, why not? We are here, Rhode Island News, let's talk about crazy topic, crazy situation that happened. Camera on me, I gotta talk to the people of Rhode Island. My people of Rhode Island, there was a man that was allegedly a pedophile. I'm not sure if he was yet, I'm still waiting on confirmation on that. But I do know that there was a man in Johnston that was spying on a 15-year-old girl and the man has passed away. He shot the 15-year-old girl. This is the full story right here. You guys might have heard of it last week. It was literally the day that we dropped the podcast that it happened. Listen to this. A man, after raising the window blinds, Mr. May observed his neighbor, identified as James Harrison, 52-year-old, outside of his residence and possession of a ladder. So this man, his older man, James Harrison, a 52 years old, had a ladder and climbed up to the window to peek over his neighbor's daughter. 15-year-old fucking daughter. Listen to this shit. According to Mr. May, the neighbor, Harrison proceeded to run after he spotted him on the ladder from Linguin Court in Johnston towards his residence next door. While on the scene, officers did not observe any signs of attempted forced entry to the bedroom window, nor could they locate the ladder. Mr. May subsequently requested a file of trespass ordinance against Hart Harrison, forbidding him from the property. Then officers attempted to make contact with Harrison at the actual location, and they were met with no, no response. You know, And this was on Tuesday, May 23rd, right? 
at night. So the next following morning, Wednesday, May 24th at 7.30 a.m., an officer responded to another attempt of Harrison trying to make contact, and then he went to investigate. There was an issue with the trespass again. Upon entering uh, the court, officer observed Harrison operating a dark blue Buick Encore as Harrison approached uh, the actual Simmons, Simmonson Avenue, he made a hand gesture towards Officer Hopkins, co- uh, consistent with a shooting of a firearm. Hopkins had entered the driveway of Lingwin Court and intention of turning around to detain Harrison. At the time, ho- uh, the Officer Hopkins observed a 15-year-old girl laying on the front lawn of the residence with a gunshot wound, and he stopped to aid her. This was the daughter of Mr. May, the neighbor. Additional officers arrived on the scene and saw that Mr. May, her father, was dead. He passed away. He was shot by Harrison, the guy that was creeping on his daughter. In the garage, he was passed away. Fatal gunshot wound to his head. This is fucking crazy. At the time, Officer Hopkins arrived on the scene. He received calls from 911. The juvenile identified Harrison. So the young girl was who luckily was able to survive. She was able to identify the 15-year-old man the fucking weirdo who passed away and got killed by cops, James Harrison, rightfully so. So, around 9.30 a.m., a couple hours after the initial attempt of him peeking into the window, James Harrison was involved in a motor crash uh, incident uh, off of the highway near the cemetery, St. Anna Cemetery. He was on the overpass, and there was news, people, a bunch of cops. It was literally on the borderline of Cranston and Johnson of Rhode Island, and the man was there, parked, pulled over, and the police spotted him, and it was a shootout between them, basically. And he was armed and dangerous, and they investigated and ended up shooting him. You know, he passed away. So the girl survived? So the girl survived. She is in the hospital. The 15-year-old girl survived. This is crazy. This is straight out of a movie that happened here in Rhode oh, Island. So this man oh. was a creep, 52-year-old creep in Johnson, Rhode Island, spying on a 15-year-old teenage girl next door, his neighbor. And he ended up killing his mother and then killing the 15-year-old girl's father. Just a spy on the 15-year-old girl and he shot her. She survived, was able to identify him, and then cops went, chased down James Harrison and killed him off of the highway. 52 years old. Luckily, the 15-year-old girl was able to survive, but now she has no father. And now she has to live with trauma for the rest of her life because a 52-year-old fucking creep. James Harrison, who looked like he was 75 years old, a fucking dumbass, wanted to creep on this 52, uh, 15-year-old teenage girl in Rhode Island. This is some of the shit that you see in movies, you see in, like, dark dark, uh, dark documentaries. But it happened here in the small state of the country, Rhode Island. That's crazy, bro. And it's possible anywhere. That's fucking crazy. So take care of your daughters, Jeez. lock your windows, lock your doors, and protect your family. Because there could be a creep living right next door. Happened here right in Rhode Island. Unfortunate story. It's not made up. I thought it was made up. I'm like, this is crazy. This can't be real. It happened here. Fuck that guy. Bro. Rest in piss. Die in hell. James Harrison. Jesus Christ. You heard that story, don't you? Yeah, you didn't I, see saw about it, that I shit, saw right? it. I saw it. It's just, my, my thing is, is like, how fucked up can you be, right? That one, you're creeping. Two, <clears throat> you get pressed about it. And that's enough for you to, you know what? Fuck it. Let me end my life. And then and theirs too. Like, what the fuck, bro? What? What the fuck? 
What? And and the fact, the crazy thing about it though is the fact that the night before it was already being investigated. So the guy, instead of trying to run away, hide it, he's already being investigated. They're trying to put a trespassing order on him. The next following morning, he tries it again. It's like, and we don't know the full details. We don't know if he has had interaction with this girl in the past. We don't know the full details. So hopefully she's going to survive fully and she's going to be able to tell everything. She is 15 years old. She might be too young, traumatized. We don't know what's going on. This is very sick and very unfortunate, but it happens because there's other sick people in the world. Your own neighbor could be a fucking weirdo. So be careful, especially if you're a parent. Protect your children. Maybe buy a gun. Legally. Why not? Especially is like you never know. You know, these white neighborhoods, in my opinion, I feel like everyone has a gun in these white neighborhoods. Like actual concealed carry legally. So why not have a gun as well? You know what I'm saying? You think it's like, a, oh, it only happens in the hood. Shootings only happen in the hood. No siree. It's not a racial thing. This could happen anywhere. So be careful. Um, you could have bugged back, bro. Yeah, man. New England News as well. Uh, not Rhode Island directly, but New England News. Taylor Swift shut down Gillette Stadium for three nights in a row, bro. She sold it out. Each night, about 60,000 people. Each night. So almost 200,000 people sold out tickets months in advance. And the show was going crazy. People loved it. It was like historic numbers for Gillette Stadium. Taylor Swift. She's one of those artists that even if you don't know one of her songs, her fan base is so strong that she can come into any arena, any football stadium of any city and sell it out for the whole fucking weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, it's nothing. That's a fact. <laughs> and she did that, and it's a 3.5-hour show, almost three, almost four hours long show, and she did it. It was raining in Gillette Stadium on, I think, two nights. It was raining, oh, and she still still kept performing during the that's, rain. That's what I heard talking in the rain. She still kept performing during the rain. Mm. She still kept performing. Her fans are going crazy. So shout out to Taylor Swift coming you, through. You heard about the story about the guy that last minute bought tickets for, like, him and his kids. For Taylor Swift? Like, for, like, 12K each. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. In Gillette? Bro. She should she should give them their money back. Because I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Unless no, he's a millionaire. Sure. God bless him. I don't know. Regardless. But 12K is crazy. Bro, I'm not even paying ten dollars. Respectfully. And in my opinion, if you look at the Taylor Swift highlights, her show is more of like you just want to see her perform her songs. Cause other than that, she doesn't look like she's a good dancer, in my opinion. She doesn't do like a crazy performance. It's pretty basic shit, bro. If we're being honest, it's pretty basic shit. God bless her. No, it's, it's the music. It's People the music. The music and, and, and She's not Beyonce. Her 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 character, you know what I'm saying? People just rock with her. She's T Swift. She's T Swift. I, I love Taylor Swift. She's T Swift. Not my cup of tea, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's T Swift. You know, it's like you want to hear the songs live, but if I want to see her. I don't. Yeah. Shout out to the legend, though. She's still a legend, no 100%. matter what. <laughs> I fucking love her, bro. I just... You I said just, you would fuck her? I, I love Taylor Swift, man. I just... I just. Taylor not, Swift walk in that room right now. In this room right now. Marlon, can I sit Name on you, daddy? Song. No, no, no. I'm talking about sexually. Okay. Fuck the music. She walks in the door. Uh, she wants... Can I sit on you, Marlon? Yes, of course. Really? Yeah, hell yeah. It's Taylor Swift, bro. Maybe she leaves me in that mansion in Newport. That's her New England ties. That's what I'm about to say. She's a Rhode Island legend because she has, uh, you know, locations here, real estate here in Rhode Island. She's a legend. Taylor Swift. No, no, no. Even though her fans be hating me because I remember that joke. I said she had a long back. 
But I don't remember that. But she's a great human being, man. I love her. Listen. To each their own. I think she's representative of that person, that regular human, you know, white girl. Let me stop talking because I feel like people are going to get offended no matter what. So, hey, God bless them. I don't mean to offend anyone. I'm just talking shit. I'm also a bit lit. It's Memorial Day weekend. But let's talk about this situation. I texted Marlon about this today. Gunplay from MMG, Rick Ross's artist. For those who don't know, there's a beef, ongoing beef between DJ Envy and Rick Ross because of a fucking car show. DJ Envy's car show actually happened, by the way, over the weekend. It was pretty dope. Some people were like, oh, if you look at the, the highlights, it was like a long line of people. It wasn't like, it was packed. So it wasn't like spacious, but it looked dope to me. You had Young Dolph's car, cars collection. You know, Young Dolph has all his um cars, like all like um wrapped in like a uh, one-of-one camo that he had, that he created. So it's pretty dope. And he had his signature on them, Young Dolph. So if you're a fan of Young Dolph in Memphis, that was pretty dope to see. You know, shout out to DJ Envy. It's a family event, $20 to get in. Rick Ross's is $500. It starts at $500 to get in. It's different levels of car shows, you know, to each their own. You know, $500 is crazy. It's crazy, bro. That's crazy. I'm telling you, he better let you borrow that car for the weekend. If I'm paying $500 for a fucking car show, I at least have to meet Rick Ross and take a photo with him. At least. At least. Nah, fuck that. I just need to be able to drive the car. No, yeah, no. That, that, that's track. at most. That, uh, we're not at most. That's at average. But at least it's like, oh, Rick Ross. It's like you get to leave like with a smile. Like, oh, shit. I met Rick Ross. I'm not paying $500 to meet no fucking artist, bro. Calm down, Siri. Calm down, Siri. Let me try to uh, hook up the the Bluetooth real quick to the laptop. That way you guys get be able to hear the video that Gunplay. So Gunplay went out of his way and posted publicly online a video of a phone call exchange between him and Charlemagne. Charlemagne was the middleman for Gunplay and DJ Envy. Here's the video. Switch to the full when you get the chance. First of all, do you hear it? No. You don't hear it? All right. It's probably because of this Bluetooth's connected on my phone. So if I disconnect that one, I could connect the laptop one. And indeed, do dee do Roadcaster Pro 2. Boom. Hear it now? Gunplay. Yeah. Let's no. go. Yo, Envy on the phone. Turn the speaker up a little bit. That way I can hear it. What's up, up man? I think it's the last one. Orange. I'm blessed beyond belief, man. Everything is good, man. Why you talking crazy, man? Talk crazy about me, my brother. What I had to do with anything, man? And my wife posting a GoFundMe, man. What that? My my baby was. For context, for those who don't know, DJ Envy was saying, Rick Ross, if you're doing so well financially, why is your homeboy? Your artist, your friend, Gunplay, posting a GoFundMe. He posted a GoFundMe because their daughter, his and his wife's daughter, was sick in the hospital. So he posted a GoFundMe. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Might post a GoFundMe myself for my fucking cough. God bless, though. Jokes aside, when you mention daughters, children, it gets personal. It gets yeah, personal. Yeah, because there's no need for you to bring that up. There's no need. I get what DJ Envy was trying to say, like, oh, yeah, okay, Rick Ross, you're flexing on me about this car show shit, go support your boys. And it's true, because I thought him and Gunplay kind of fell out, but it goes to show, like, I guess, no, Gunplay and Rick Ross are still close. Rick Ross was talking about in his new interview with uh, Drink Champs, he was like, no, I'm I'm close still with Gunplay. But I don't think that a GoFundMe is, like, necessarily just a financial thing. Sometimes even rich people will post it. If it's, like, a serious situation, like health, you got to post it. But here we have the rest of the call. Man, what's, 
She had a heart defect, my brother. Why? Why? Why has nothing to do with cars? You know, I'll slap the no, shit no, out no, you, I boy. I wasn't talking about your baby. No, nah, you was. Envy, I'll said. slap the envy for real. Yeah. I, you, envy for real. You know, I'll slap the shit out of you, right? Oh! You know that, right? No, 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 no. I'm no, no, no. I want to be clear. I want to be clear here. You know, I would slap oh! the shit out of you about that, right? And then we can fight, but that's not the reason I'm saying that. But then we can fight. I mean, like, I'm not a bitch, though. Gunplay? Listen, if it was me on the other end of that phone call, I'll be like, gunplay, whatever you want. I'm so sorry. I apologize. I'm scared of gunplay. Gunplay's a scary guy. You don't remember those videos, Marlon, of gunplay on World Star Hip Hop doing cocaine? <laughs> gunplay would do cocaine in the middle of, like, in public. <laughs> like, gunplay is not to be fucked with. Yeah. I, I love him musically. I'm a fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I would not want to get that man mad at me. <laughs> DJ Envy, you got to reel this shit back. But I think he kind of reels it back. This is a phone call. It ain't going to be a fight. It ain't going to be a fight. Nah, it ain't going to be a fight. Envy, it ain't going to be a fight, dog. But you did. But you did. Why you why, why'd you bring me into that? Why did you bring me into that, Envy? And so I'll be wrong. So I'll be wrong if I I'll be wrong to handle my business then, right? But what's your business? I'm, I'm having a conversation with you. If you feel like you I disrespected you, I'm talking to you like a man. I'm like, nah, I would never. Oh. And if you feel I did, I apologize. That wasn't my intention. Well, I need a public apology because that my my wife, man, my wife, my wife, my wife is my wife is affected by that. My my brother, we sat in that hospital for twenty for twenty eight days, homie. That shit was some real shit. That shit had nothing. It ain't even about the money. You know what I'm saying? My wife is in panic mode. My wife put that up, and this is what it is. And that's how she felt that she that she wanted to. She was in panic mode. I told her to chill, but it's cool. We did a GoFundMe. That ain't nothing, my brother. So don't 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 bring my child into this, my nigga. Because then we gonna we gonna we gonna be having bad blood, dog. And if you felt that way, I apologize. That's what what I was trying to do. And I fuck with you. That's what I'm saying. That's I apologize. Thank you, my brother. So. Gunplay posted us on his Instagram. He said, you could put the speaker down too now because it might be too much echo. Thank you, bro. So Gunplay said that, you know, envy. I'm still waiting on a public apology. Today was Memorial Day. So today Breakfast Club didn't film at all. I checked their their YouTube. So yeah. tomorrow, which would be Tuesday, the day that this episode drops, envy probably is going to do a public apology on air on the radio station, I'm assuming. Because shit, you you fucking better. Because Gunplay's making this public. He's letting it be known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit has gotten way, way out of hand. Way more out of hand than necessary. Rick Ross, DJ Envy. This is what Charlamagne was talking about on air. Calm the fuck down. It does not need to get this serious. It's getting too serious. Gunplay, bro, this is crazy. This, this is almost like a video that you see like in a movie or some shit. It's like a, some mob shit. Like some mob call. Yeah, like he's yeah. making a call. And like he's recording it for evidence. Yep. Like, you know, like yep. I got this shit covered. So, Envy, you apologize in person through the phone call, apologize publicly, and let's get this shit resolved. It's not about ego. It's not about the better man. Fuck all that shit. We don't want to want hurt. It's just about a fucking car show. This is pathetic. It does not need to get this serious. But Gunplay has the right to be insulted and to be affected by this emotionally when you're bringing up the GoFundMe shit. When I heard that, when DJ Envy was like, the GoFundMe, I'm like, Hold up. I knew it was going to go south. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't, you don't got to do that. You don't got to bring up gunplay. It's Rick Ross. Rick Ross is gunplay. It's two different human beings. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Niggas want to like, be on some like, oh, take down the whole team. Like, oh, if you're good, your man should be good. To each their own, Envy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went too far with this. Yeah. But I saw that you had a very successful car show, so 
salute to you, brother. You know, send some to the GoFundMe. Yeah, send some money to the GoFundMe, uh-huh. bro. Like, do something to help out Gunplay because he, you, you sound crazy a bit mentioning him at all. So let's at least promote that GoFundMe if they still need help. It's about a child. Let's not bring a child's life and betterment and health for content is corny. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. All right, moving on. New music over the weekend, Marlon. Did you hear any of this? Starting with the brand new Little Dirk. Little Dirk dropped Almost Healed. I did a reaction. Brand new Little Dirk album, Almost Healed. Reported to sell over 150,000 copies. Not confirmed yet. That's the reported average right now for the week. First week sales. That's going to surpass the NBA Youngboy sales. I think NBA Youngboy last week or two weeks ago sold, I want to say, 30 to 40,000 first week. And he was going to drop to like compete with Little Dirk. In my head, I already knew that Lil Durk was going to outsell the NBA Youngboy. It's like, come on, bro. With the features, the J. Cole song, everything that was happening, it was bound to happen. But now it's basically confirming it. Aside from that, a lot of his fans will like this album. A lot of his fans are saying that Almost Healed is Lil Durk's worst album. I don't think so. I think it could be his best album. I think it's really good. I think it's him showing like a cleaner side, some growth, more melodic vibes, and you still kind of get something for everyone on here. I think it's a really good album. I really think so. I think it's one of the best albums this year so far. But a lot of people really don't feel that way. I don't know what the fuck they were expecting. I don't know at all. Did you hear the album at all? Almost I, I, I only heard a few songs. I haven't heard the whole album. You heard, did hear the J. Cole song, though, right? Yeah, all yeah, My yeah. Life? I heard that one that dropped, yeah. Do you like that song? Yeah, I fuck with that song. It's like number two in the country, I think, right now. It might be number one. Number one is Morgan Wallen, the country artist. I don't know who that is. I don't know. I know who he is, but I don't know that song. He's on Lil Durk's album because he's friends with Lil Durk. I think it's their second collaboration. Well, Morgan Wallen has the number one song in the country. And if you don't know what the fuck the number one song in the country is, that says a lot about radio. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know what the song is. I don't know. I never heard the song. Neither have I. It's crazy. Neither but God bless Morgan Wallen. God bless him. Um, aside from Little Dirk, shout out to Little Dirk. Little Dirk fans, comment down below. How do you guys feel? Why is this the worst Little Dirk album? Give some actual, pro- like, not positive, but constructive criticism. Give some actual feedback. Let's hear what you guys think this way. Aside from Lil Durk dropping, Kodak Black dropped a new album. I have not heard none of it. Neither have I. Kodak Black is too talented of an artist and too good of an artist to get horrible album rollouts. He dropped an album, and I don't know the name of the album. I don't know any songs from the album, and I didn't know that he was dropping an album. It's Kodak Black. What is going on with his label, his management, this is very random. It's almost like they're just throwing shit on the wall and trying to see what sticks and what, what doesn't fall from the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, that didn't stick? Let me throw some more shit. Oh, let me throw some purple shit, some green shit, some blue shit. Like, what is going on? Kodak Black? You're too much of a legend to be doing this shit. Yeah, I don't And he dropped the same weekend as Lil Durk and um, Taylor Swift dropped her deluxe. Moneybag Yo was going to drop his album. He pushed it back. He said for Taylor Swift, in reality, Moneybag Yo, we know we drew, you pushed it back because of Lil Durk. And you push it back as a Kodak. Pistols and Pearls is what it's called. Pistols and Pearls. Never heard that shit. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. But I love Kodak Black. I'm one of the biggest Kodak Black fans in the world. It's a full album. 21 tracks. 21? Diablo. And and um, what's it called? None of those songs on that you probably don't recognize none of them, huh? So it's not even like a popular single that he added to it. This is crazy. Look, Kodak Black needs new management. He needs something. He needs to be restructuring. He does not deserve a horrible album rollout. You're Kodak Black. Like, why is no one talking about that shit? That's just crazy. God bless the man. 
You know, Kodak, if you ever want to talk to someone that will be real with you, I'm here. Rory from Rory and Maul, former podcaster on Joe Budden's podcast, dropped a brand new album. I thought it would be something else. I thought it would be something else, something like that, the title. R&B album with a lot of people on it. He's not necessarily on it. It's more of like a DJ Khaled effect where he has like a bunch of compilation, a lot of artists on it. Gotcha. It's actually a pretty good album. The cover arts are pretty dope. The cover art to the actual album is pretty dope. The artwork is pretty dope. Shout out to Rory. I want to tap in with him. I'm going to try to contact him this week to hopefully either have him on the podcast or even at least do a reaction with him to his album because he seems to be pretty responsive to everyone. And I think that he deserves more attention. I know that he's been, you know, the back and forth with Joe Budden and everything that's been happening. But putting that aside, it's pretty dope how he's able to drop an album. And he has so much, like, even if you look through the album track list real quick, he has so many major artists on it right here. So this is the Rory album, brand new album. It's called I Thought It'd Be Different. You have Emotional Oranges. That's an R&B group. That's his his group. Then you have They. You heard, you heard of They, you know? The R&B is like a group of, I think, two guys, They, with a capital, capital letters, They. You never heard of them? They're pretty dope. You should check them out. Um, Conway the Machine, the rapper. Ari Lennox, obviously Division. James Fauntleroy, Drum, um, Gold Link, Jay Electronica, Pink Sweats, Reason from TDE, Fonte, and a bunch of others. I think it's a pretty dope album. It's pretty good. 13 songs. Shout to Rory. You know, dropping new music. This, If you're a Joe Budden podcast fan, he's been rolling this album out before they broke up. The whole podcast, probably like Four years ago now, this album. So it was finally out. So go check out Rory's album if you're interested. Pound Town just left Pound Town. New remix for Nicki Minaj. It's pretty good. It's all right. The song itself, I'm addicted to it. I'm not going to lie to you, Marlon. I think it's a song of the summer. You know. Your booty hole brown? My booty hole's brown. <laughs> My dick's pink. Whatever she okay. says. Well, she doesn't say that because okay. she doesn't have a dick. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's move on. Taylor Swift and Ice Spice have collaborated. They have a new song, which is actually an old song, Karma, off of the Taylor Swift Midnight's album. Karma is my best friend. Karma is my this. Karma is my that. Remix with Ice Spice. The Ice Spice verse is horrible. I love Ice Spice. Horrible. But the fucking verse on this shit is bad. It's so bad. I could have done a better verse. I want Ice Spice to succeed. I have theories that I think Ice Spice is in, the, is in the Illuminati. Because Ice Spice is so damn successful, she keeps fucking winning. We went viral with a clip in here talking about Ice Spice charging, I think it was, what, 15 racks or something like that? Oh, yeah. And we were like, she's um, she changed her price on a promoter. And we were like, why are you changing her price? You're charging too much, blah, 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 blah. That's what early, early in her career. She changed it to 15 racks. I think. Yeah, like last minute or something. And yeah. she canceled the show. We, we thought it was unprofessional. It was kind of corny. Like, well, you're not that big. Calm down. <laughs> and then look a couple months later. She's the buggest fucking biggest shit in the world. Dominican black artist. Rapper. Drill artist. If we're being honest, it's drill. New York drill. She's a rapper. And the fucking... The boy's a liar. She's not making money, boy. I still play that shit. I was playing that shit right now. It's like the biggest song. I'm not sure if it dropped last year. Did it drop last year at all? I don't, I don't know. I think it's a this year song. I don't no? know. She's a little, that's just a slapper, though. If it's a this year song, it's a contender for song of the year or at least song of the summer. I love that song. Um, she dropped the EP. In the hood, I'm like Princess Diana. I'm thick because I'm eating them oats. Dropped a remix with Nicki Minaj. Signed to Nicki Minaj's label. She's on the Barbie movie soundtrack with Nicki Minaj. They remade the song, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. It's dropping next month. 
It's going to be one of the biggest songs I already know. All the little girls are going to love it. TikTok, she's huge. And then she comes out of nowhere, and she's on Taylor Swift's song? Taylor Swift's uh, deluxe album? And she's on tour performing it with Taylor Swift? No, no, boy, no. The verse is just bad. That's the only thing about it. Other than that, it's a major W, but the verse is bad. It's a bad verse. We got to be honest. We got Taylor Swift tweeting. It doesn't even sound like it goes with the fucking song. Nigga, it's some, it's some crazy shit. Yeah. It's some, it's some last minute punch in shit, it feels like, but kinda I feel weird. like her team is better than that. Kind of weird. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. You should hear that back and be like, hold up, T. Hold up, T Swift. If I'm out space, I'll be like, hey, T Swift, what's up, girl? Um, Can you give me another day? I want to revisit this verse, girl. Um, I don't think it's that good, you know? Or maybe T Swift was like, girl, calm down, bitch. This shit's hot. Maybe it's Taylor Swift's fault. We got to blame someone for this bullshit. It might have been Taylor Swift. It might have been Taylor Swift's fucking fault. Taylor, calm the fuck down. Just because you got the verse, you don't got to say yes. She's a very supportive person. She's very supportive. She don't want to, oh, I don't want to knock down a girl. I don't Women empowerment. She's a very very supportive woman. How about honesty? (laughs) That shit was not good. She said some shit about... Karma, she was like, karma's that beauty, karma's like beauty, winning that pageant, uh. Like beauty pageant, I guess? Oh, good bar. Horrible. What are you talking about? Are we aiming for 13 and under? Is this PG-13 song? Mind you, this is Taylor Swift's most raunchy album, and she's swearing on this album. Oh my God. So she don't gotta go that way. Marlou sounded like oh, just like Taylor Swift. She reaching another. Oh my god. <laughs> she reaching another demographic. Wow. <laughs> Listen, shout out to Taylor Swift. Ice Spice. That shit was not it. Let's keep it going. I don't know what's going on. That shit disappointed me, man. Oh man. Party next door. Party next door announced and Drake announced on stage in Toronto. Party next door four. It's coming this year, Woo! this summer. It's like fucking um. It's like that uh, episode of SpongeBob. I need yeah. it. Yeah. I need. What was SpongeBob doing that about? What was it water or uh, was it like water? That's uh, when he was uh, in Sandy's dome. In Sandy's dome. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. <sighs> I need the part next door four to drop. Party Next Door is probably my favorite R&B artist of all time. I love The Weeknd. I love Usher. But Party Next Door, there's something special about him to yeah, me. Yeah, no, I don't know what it is, bro. To me, is a Party Next Door oh. that is black. Oh. I guess we could put The Weeknd third. Weeknd, man. Abel. We got to give Abel his flowers. We can put The Weeknd third. We got to give his flowers. Last album wasn't good in my opinion, but I'll put him third. Mm. Listen. But part next door, I'm excited. Party. Drake said on stage, he had the balls to go on stage and say <laughs> that part next door is his favorite artist of all time. Part next door is his favorite artist. Gotta be. And he said, before he said that, he was like, you know, I know I, I, I do this a lot. I come on stage and show artists love. And I say this about artists, but reality though, part next door is my favorite artist of all time. It's like, I know I be capping, I be gassing it, but. Party Next Door, my favorite artist. I hope you're being honest. I'll tell you this. There better not be no fucking Ice Spice on that album. Why not? <laughs> what if she delivers some bullshit shit like that and fucking just leaves a bad taste? She said it on Gurnum. And I'm on Party Next Door. You never know. <laughs> nah, chill. 
She got to come on with some smooth shit. She got... No, I'm not even going to say nothing. She got a fatty. We know that. Is that what you going to say? Let me calm down. That's not what I was going to say. Let me calm down. Calm down. Another slapper. Um, Part next though, though, I'm extremely excited. Jokes aside, I think that he can really go hard. A lot of people didn't like his last album, Party Mobile. I liked it. I like it. It didn't really. It wasn't like a Party Next Door series it's, it's, level. It's not a Party. It next wasn't door. classic. It's not a Party Next Door. But that's why I think he's going back to that. He was gonna stop at the trilogy, but now he's like, let me go a fourth. Thing is, I'm bro, like, damn, like, that's brave. Party Next Door, hard. Party Next Door two, hard. good, but not as good as the first. No, one. no, the first one's too classic. Party Next Door three. Good. good. Might not be as good as the second one no, or the first one. No. So part of the four, you got to go harder. And you got to pull out the shebangs. You might have to make this shit damn near a Drake collab album. If Drake's talking all this shit, Drake, you better be at least on three songs on this album. Not even be Let's on be one. honest. I watch him not even be on one. But that's what I don't like. Like, why are you doing this, Drake? Why are you hyping this shit up? Getting my dick I hate hard. That shit, bro. You think you're going to be horny bro, talking about give this these shit? Fucking, give your artist fucking verses, bro. That shit gives me headaches. What the fuck is the problem, bro? You gotta Drake, give your fucking artist verses, motherfucker. You over here giving shitty ass artists fucking verses, but not your fucking artist. How does that fucking make sense? Let let me give Smiley a verse. Horrible fucking artist. And you over here, I can't give my artist a fucking verse. Oh, you give someone like Smiley some shit like that, though. What the fuck, bro? Bro, that shit get me so tight. And then you got Ice Spice talking about Starstruck with... Let's not get into that shit, bro. Smiley be something... No, I'm not even going to get into that, bro. I was... Drake. God bless him, man. But fuck, bro. We got a future collab album. Drake. We got a 21 Savage collab album. Drake. We need a Party Next Door Drake album. Or just dr- uh, OVO fucking Some OVO can, tape. Some fuck, shit. Bro. Man. What the fuck, bro? This is crazy. And this is why the the sweatshop rumors start. Because Drake wants to pop out of nowhere. Now you want to say that Party Next Door is your favorite artist. You want to show him support on his fucking concert. God bless. For, 40 showing more love to him than you. I'm going to fucking kill that nigga And we day. know that Party Next Door can do all of that shit by himself. God bless, man. Fuck, bro. Speaking of brand new music, we have... Playboy Cardi posting a screenshot right, of a go. FaceTime with The Weeknd. The Weeknd and Playboy Cardi are dropping what I believe is their first collaboration ever. This has the internet going crazy because those are two of the biggest fandoms in music, the Cardi fans and The Weeknd fans. So here we have it, Playboy Cardi looking like a fish with a makeup filter on his Instagram. And Party Next Door, Abel, now he's going by Abel. Abel Tesafay. What the fuck did you say party next door? I mean, my bad. The Weeknd. Let me not disrespect him. Playboy Cardi looking like a fish in The Weeknd with his sunglasses and his brand new perfect teeth looking he, a bit he, Dominican. He cut his hair? He might have cut his hair because he's wearing like a dad hat. He's looking a bit Dominican. El Fitness Semana right there. Promoting his new show coming to HBO. Excuse me. It's now it's called Max. HBO with the horrible, worst rebrand of all time. Max. Popular from The Idol, the brand new show on HBO coming soon from The Weeknd, Playboy Cardi, Madonna, and The Weeknd? I know you don't like Playboy Cardi. I'm not going to listen to it. What? No. Marlon. If, if anything, if anything, I'll listen to it, but once Playboy Cardi comes in, it's cut. How about Madonna? 
Hopefully she comes before Playboy Cardi. <laughs> Hopefully she comes before Playboy Cardi because if she comes after, I'm never gonna hear that verse. <laughs> Let's be I'm being honest here. Yo! I'm being honest here, bro. It's called popular. The song's called popular. Uh, listen, man. The only way I will listen to this shit if they got Playboy Cardi just doing fucking ad libs. Playboy Cardi doesn't really post. He posted this. I found it pretty interesting. And that's fine if he doesn't. Because it must be a really good song. At the same time, it shows that he really respects The Weeknd. And The Weeknd reposted it. So it's like, The Weeknd really respects Playboy Cardi. This is pretty dope. You know, I think it's a smart move from The Weeknd to get Playboy Cardi. Because it's going to get the streams up, going to get the attention up. People want Playboy Cardi music. You think it's smart for The Weeknd to do this shit? I think so. I think so, bro. Because this is in promotion of his show. You think that this motherfucker is bigger than The Weeknd? I don't think so. But I think there's like a weird thing, especially on Twitter. When you see with hip-hop Twitter... Oh, Bro, when it comes Playboy to Playboy Cardi, Cardi they get so horny, nigga. Like, yeah. they come. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Bro, they go they, crazy. They, they human centipede off that nigga's dick. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cardi posted a photo of his finger. Ah! Yeah, you're not wrong. So. You're not wrong. We actually have a new Cardi song. So, it's like, it's going to get the weekend soundtrack shit go crazy off of this shit alone. They're probably going to make this as a single for the soundtrack. It's going to make the show go crazy. And the show, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be good. Cause the weekend, he's not gonna put some bullshit out. You know what the you know what and Playboy HBO Cardi, doesn't really miss. You know what Playboy Cardi should do, bro? Start like a dildo line, and <laughs> then all of his fucking fans, bro, can actually dick ride him. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, let's be honest, because that's just disgusting. This How nigga they, went crazy. They hold, no, no. They, they hold this man up so high, bro. He's so fucking bad, bro. Oh my god, bro. Y'all love to suck dick, bro. Real talk. Next. <laughs> What's the next story, man? I'm a cutty. I'm a cutty. I can't even imitate that man. That man's like a he's the hip hop Michael Jackson at this point. I don't know. Um next topic. Succession. Show on HBO Max, one of the best shows of all time. I think Succession is top sh- five shows of all time. Succession, last final episode aired. Season finale, series finale is the last episode ever. That episode was crazy. It was an hour and 30 minutes long. One of the craziest episodes I've seen in television history. I think the finale, in my opinion, was perfect. The concept of Succession, by definition, is basically reenacting... Not literally, but mimicking in the real world reference, Rupert Murdoch. He is the CEO, the owner, the creator of Fox News. Billionaire. He created Fox. He owns a bunch of other companies under Fox that are big as fuck as well. A bunch of movies, a bunch of shows. So the show is based off him. And if he were to pass away, move on, by definition, succession, who's his successor? Which son or daughter gets it? Who gets it next in the family? So the last episode is the board meeting battle between a tech giant billionaire, let's say Elon Musk in real life, trying to buy Fox or if the board votes in favor of one of the children continuing the legacy in succession because the father passed away. Roy, um, Logan Roy, legend. I feel like it's a real man. The show is not real, but it feels like it's real. It's so the acting is impeccable. The writing, nigga, when you watch that shit, oh, 
And the way they shoot it is almost like The Office. So it's like a mockumentary. So the camera's like moving. It's not like professional. It's not like standing still. It's like moving with the, when people are moving, the camera's moving. It's like, oh shit, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's real. It's really well done. So the last episode is the board meeting. There's a is a tw- uh, thirteen people got to vote, and at the last moment, the daughter who's pregnant, Shiv, votes no against her brother taking it, Kendall, and then Kendall's going crazy. She took a break. She's like, hold up, I need to take a break. And he's like, why do you got to take a break? I thought we made an agreement. You're going to vote for me. And he, and he went crazy. He fucking choked and, like, squished the brother, the other brother's face. Roman squished his face. And, like, Kendall's going crazy. And Kendall killed someone a couple, I think, a season back. So they brought that up. And they're like, bro, really, we want you to take this. But in reality, we don't know if you should be ready for this because you killed someone. You're basically a murderer. You shouldn't be the CEO of this company. But... Let's just sell it to this rich tech guy. Let's just have him, like, take care of it. We're still going to be billionaires. We're still going to get our money. Let's not, we don't got to make this a family business anymore. Let's keep it, let's give it to them. Let's give it to him, right? But he doesn't want that. Kendall, he's like, no, 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 hell no. And he's like, going crazy is a crazy scene. One of the most powerful scenes in movie, I mean, not movie, in TV history, in my opinion, was in the room with the pregnant sister, Roman and Kendall arguing between each other, like squeezing, squishing each other's faces, and almost like two brothers like fighting and wrestling. It was crazy. It got intense. Um, aside from that, it's very beautiful the ending where you have Roman drinking like the martini, and it's like a ode to that girl uh, Jerry who worked in the company that he was kind of like in love with, and like he's drinking the martini and he's back to his old ways. He's like, okay, and he had a moment during the the room scene where he was like, Kendall. Let's just sell the company. Fuck it. This company shit. It's all shit. I'm shit. You're shit. We're all shit. Like, let's just sell the shit. We're all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Let's just sell it. Like, let's just be rich and, like, calm down because it's just bullshit. And what he meant with that was, like, actuality. It was bullshit. The father was very cruel. He was selling, like, like a Republican but almost like a darker. It was Fox News, but it was, it, they made it kind of darker than what it really was in real life. So it was kind of like fake news, propaganda. So, like, they felt, especially Roman, he felt like, you know, this is bullshit. Like, we love this. This is our family company. We're billionaires off this shit, but it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Let's sell it. Mm -hmm. So, I love that scene. I'm like, damn, he's right. Like, I love watching this. I'm I'm like, at the end of the day, if you really break it down to the fundamentals of this shit, it is bullshit. So, like, he had a point there. It's all bullshit. And then Kendall had to walk off. He was, like, sitting off and, like, near the river. And then the fucking daughter, she... She's pregnant, and her baby daddy is Tom Wong's band's phenomenal character. I love him. Probably my favorite character in the show. He's hilarious. And he is now the new CEO of the company because the millionaire, tech billionaire, he was going to put Shiv, the daughter, as CEO. She was in cahoots with him, like, oh. But then he was like, no, he talked to Tom Wong's band, her baby daddy, and he was like, no, I want you as CEO. I could push Shiv out, and I could put you as CEO. Because he was like, basically, he straight up said, like, I want to fuck her. I want to fuck her. Like, I don't want to... He's like, I would probably fuck her. She's a girl. I probably would fuck her. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? He told her fucking baby daddy to his face, I would fuck your baby mama. And he was like, oh, no, I get it. You know, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. I could be your CEO. He's a cuck. He's a fucking cuck. He's a fucking cuck. <laughs> Bro, he's a fucking cuck. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Tom Wong's band is a fucking cuck? Like, he's this is crazy. And in the last scene, they got in the car together. And, like, Tom, 
who went from almost being like a bitch or like a pussy, the show, and she was leading the relationship. He whispered in her ear after the deal got done. He's like, I got a car waiting for us in 20 minutes. You want to you ride with me? And they were kind of beefing. Like, that's her baby daddy, but they were kind of like separating, divorced, et cetera. And she's like, oh, okay. And at the end, she gets in the car. She's like, congratulations, like kind of without looking at him. And he puts his hand out in the car, and she holds his hand softly. And it's like, oh, bitch, you got no other option. You sold the company. Now your baby daddy's the CEO, so you're still involved. So she's like, ah, oh, he's my baby daddy. I might st- I'm still married to him. I think they never really got divorced, so he's still married. Bro, it's some deep shit. I'm like, yo, this show, the way it ended was crazy, bro. I'm like, damn, they really hit it out the park. A lot of people were mad because they wanted it to end differently. I think the finale was great. I think the finale was perfect. Succession, the first episode, The Sun, everyone wants the company. Last episode, last season, no one in the family has the company. Only an in-law, but he sold it to the tech guy, the fake Elon Musk. I think it was perfect. I love the way it ended. A lot of people on Twitter are saying they're mad. Fuck you guys. I agreed with it. I think it was awesome. I think it was beautiful. Shout out to Succession. One of my favorite shows of all time. I recommend anyone to watch it. Especially now, go binge watch it on HBO. Or it's called Max now. Fuck Max. I like HBO. HBO Max. Moving on. This is crazy. Scotty Pippen was married to Larsa Pippen for mad fucking long. Larsa Pippen is now dating Michael Jordan's son. She's fucking the shit out of Michael Jordan's son, if we're being honest. And remember we talked about her here, where she was like, she would have sex with Scottie Pippen every night? Mm. Or like, what did she, excuse me, what did she say? Every night, during the whole marriage? Or like three times a night, four times a night, some crazy shit. Her pussy was made of metal. The bitch is Iron Woman, right? So Iron Woman did everything she did. Now she's with Michael Jordan's family. And Scottie Pippen has always felt some sort of gripe with Michael Jordan. He was Michael Jordan's right-hand man. Same team. They won championships together. But Michael Jordan kind of felt cocky sometimes. He'll be like, hmm, he wouldn't mention Scottie. If you watch the Last Dance Netflix uh, documentary with Michael Jordan and the whole Bulls team, Scottie Pippen has some sense of regret and, like, remorse. Like, not remorse, but, like, um, he was just salty, for lack of better terms. Now we have Scottie Pippen saying this. I'm going to play the clip. He said that, yo, he really said this shit about Michael Jordan and LeBron. Scottie Pippen is so salty that Michael Jordan's son is having sex with his baby mother, former wife, who still has his last name. I don't know why she didn't change her last name. She's still Pippen. Bitch, you're not with Scottie. Change your last name. She's pimping now. She's pimping now. So Scottie said this about Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Listen to this. LeBron will be the greatest statistical guy to ever play the game of basketball. And there's no comparison to him. None. So, does that make him the greatest player to ever play the game? I'll leave that out for debating because I don't believe that there's a great player because our game is a team game and one player can't do it. Like, I seen Michael Jordan play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. He was all one-on-one. He's shooting bad shots. And all of a sudden, we become a team and we start winning. Everybody forgot who he was. 
LeBron will be. Bro, first of all, this is one of the craziest statements in the history of sports by Scottie Pippen about Michael Jordan. And the way that he's doing this, it seems like it's a horrible Zoom call on his phone in the middle of a kitchen that looks like it's being renovated. And he's not even facing the right angle of the fucking lighting. So he's full shadow. He's not even turned around to get the lighting hit at him. He's in front of the lighting. So it's like you're saying such a crazy statement in such a unconventional environment. At least say this shit on first take ESPN or like Fox on like a professional sports broadcast. This man said this shit to his phone via Zoom. I'm not sure who's interviewing him. But here we have it. Scottie Pippen saying that Michael Jordan was a horrible player, horrible teammate. Is it honesty or is he being salty because of everything that's happened with the Michael Jordan family and the Scottie Pippen family? Are you just mad, Scottie, that your ex-wife, baby mother, is getting pounded? By Michael Jordan's son, whose name I think is Michael Jordan as well. I think it's Michael Jordan still. I think it's Mike, Michael something Jordan. I think it's Michael Jordan still. Talk about narcissism. God bless. You know, Scotty. Wow. This is crazy. First of all, Scotty Pippen, you've been through the ringer. Larsa Pippen. First of all, the whole future situation. Her being with Future, one of the most toxic men in the history of I music, and some no, Gucci flip-flops. Future fucked your bitch in Gucci flip-flops. Now we got Michael Jordan's daughter. Michael, God bless. My, my, my apologies. Now we got Michael Jordan's... <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Your bitch went lesbian? Oh, God bless. You know, we don't judge, but God no, bless. Yeah. Um, now we got Michael Jordan's son taken... Scottie Pippen's girl, ex-girl, to Pound Town. I think that's what it is. Imagine he makes a video. Who? Scottie Pippen's up. Ma- Ma- Michael, jo- Michael Jordan's son, and like, in like, a, in like a robe. <laughs> Listen to that song, coming took, coming out like a room, oof. and he films his, his chancletas real quick. I just took fuck your bitch and some Gucci flip flops. That'd flip-flops. be wild. You know how crazy that beef would be. And the crazy thing about this, there's no need for it though. I bro. think that. Future and Michael Jordan's son have been very classy about this. I think the most messy person in this whole situation has been Larsa. Larsa was the one that did the interview last month that we talked about that went viral about her talking about me and Scotty would have sex every night. Every night. I had no breaks. Every night for 17,000 years straight. Every single night. My pussy is black. It got pounded into oblivion. It's black now. It's bruised. Like, bitch, what is going on? What the fuck? Oh my god! Listen, I, I listen. I think that's the sole reason here. Jokes aside, because even though Michael Jordan, if we're being honest, objectively looking at it, off the court, Michael Jordan was in a lot of bullshit. That if Michael Jordan was around today in LeBron James era with social media, I think that Michael Jordan would have been canceled a long time ago. Michael Jordan was very rude. Michael Jordan had gambling issues. At times, some alcoholic issues, reportedly. Michael Jordan was a rude, mean guy. But Michael Jordan was very focused and determined to be who he was and who he became. The guy, right? Six championships back-to-back. The guy was unstoppable. He did what he had to do. But, in my opinion, I think LeBron James is the best player of all time because of everything that he brings to the court. 
assist-wise. He might be the best passer in the history of the league, and he's not even a fucking point guard. He becomes a point guard. He's very interchangeable. He can play defense. He does everything. Look at him now, year 20 in the know. league, still man. playing. He's made me lose a few dollars. At 30, bro. he made me a lot, couple, tight, couple parlays. Got me tight, bro. He's playing at the top five, if not one percentile, of the best players in the NBA league this year at 38 years old, 20 years in the league. He's a veteran playing like a fucking rookie on crack. He's unstoppable. And so he gets injured, which I hope it doesn't happen at all. But that's the only thing that could happen to stop the man. So, and off the league, off the court, I mean, my apologies, off court, he has the school. He gives back to charities. He's involved in hip hop. He's a and r albums. a and r was a two, cha- two chains album. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Uh, you know, he's singing black lyrics. Horrible. Six lakh R&B artist black lyrics. The man is out here. And I just think he's a better person overall, you know. And I think that matters when you co- when you go and goes to your influence in the league. I think the young players, the thing with Le- uh, Michael Jordan is that Michael Jordan is a brand. I'm wearing Jordans right now. I had to fart it a little bit. I'm wearing Jordans right now on my feet. So there's something about that as well James that is much. like wild. Because I I wouldn't pair I wouldn't wear a pair of LeBron James right now. Not the new ones at all. At all. Maybe some classic Miami Beach, Grey Wolf fives. Some nines. Some nines, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. But shout out to Scottie Pippen. I'm praying for Scottie Pippen. I think he's really hurt. Even though I do think that LeBron James overall in history is going to go down as a greater player than Michael Jordan, in my opinion, I do think that Scottie Pippen is very salty. And I think that Michael Jordan's son plowing his ex-wife, baby mother, Larsa's messy ass might be the reason, if not one of them. And I think that Scottie Pippen's a big, bold man for this. Like, he's really out here, you know, just shooting shots at Michael Jordan publicly. Michael Jordan might say some shit soon. He's been quiet. Michael Jordan. Scottie Pippen's putting a name on the bullet. Scottie got a name on the bullet. Jordan, we need you to come out. Talk. Is there an issue with you and Scottie? Are you guys not connecting? We like the drama. It's very entertaining. You like it. I, I listen. I know you like to sit back with a glass of wine and shit like that. Mm, listen, I, I like imagine, it. I like it to brew. Mm. Imagine post a video, iPhone tower in that. God, God bless. <laughs> oh, God bless. Last topic of the day. I know my mom's not gonna love it. Sports related. Let's talk about it. And we're, we're gonna be able to talk about live what's going on here. They're losing. First of all, let's talk about the good news. Okay. So in Game Six, the Celtics made history. They came back, going down from three and zero. The Heat was up three and zero. Celtics won Game Four, Game Five, Game Six. You don't think that shit's rigged, bro? I don't think it's rigged. I think that Jimmy Butler didn't didn't just come through. I think he felt the pressure. Playoff Jimmy, he felt the pressure. He was going hard. He felt the pressure. He was like, "Fuck, you know, we could have won it." Back to back, you you you're fucking up. But now, live as we're speaking, game seven right now is looks like this Miami Heat is gonna win. They're up by like damn near twenty. Celtics are losing game seven. But let's talk about the good news real quick. Let's let's not push it. Let's not go that far yet, right? Derek White, the last shot with about three seconds left on the clock. Someone shoots. I forgot who shot it, but then someone else taps it in, which is Derek White. He taps it in into the to the hoop. About two point two milliseconds left. He makes it. Bro, I was screaming. I was going so crazy. I couldn't believe it. 
It was like a, something out of a movie. And for those who don't know the importance of the shot, literally there was a foul or like a technicality. Technicality? How do you say the word? Technicality? 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 Technicality. I don't know how to say the word. That happened. Technicality? Technicality. Technicality. Yeah, okay. That happened that made the clock go from 2.1 seconds left to 0.9 milliseconds more, and it made it go to three seconds fully. If that technicality, whatever, how do you say the word, didn't happen? Technicality. That's how you say it. If that didn't happen, the Celtics would have lost. But they got 0.9 milliseconds left, right? And people think, oh, three seconds left. Jimmy Butler made the free throw. Oh, they were up by one. Miami, he's going to win. That fucking 0.9 millisecond made so much of a difference that it was able to get Derek White to tap the fucking ball in and make the shot, and they won the game. That was one of the craziest endings in the NBA history, if not the craziest ending that I've seen in NBA playoff history. I've never seen nothing like that myself in my generation. Derek White now will never pay for a beer shot alcohol beverage in any bar in New England for the rest of his life because of that, right? It gave the Boston Celtics courage. We're going home. We're going to Boston now. Game seven, history. Today. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it. Today, as we're fucking recording. Might still be drunk. Let's read this shit live. As we're filming, look I at the th- score. I think my boy's out there. I'm about to FaceTime and see how it is. Miami heats up in the fourth quarter, 94 to the Celtics, 73 points. I got to leave after this to go watch the ending of this shit. Nine minutes left. I'm pretty sure the Celtics are going to (sighs) lose. Jason Tatum with his ankle injury a minute into the first quarter. You can't make this shit up. A minute into the first quarter, he gets injured. Shit's not rigged. Bro, in Boston... Like, how does this happen in, in, at home? You guys could have won this and gone to the fucking championship finals. But at the same time, what does that say about the team? They, they, like, they really need one player, bro, to, like... That's the thing. You know what I'm Because if Jason Tatum doesn't fucking play, and if Jason Tatum's not fucking fully healthy, the Celtics fall. That's crazy. The Celtics fall. That's crazy. They want to put on Jalen Brown, right? 1A, 1B. Jalen Brown, I love Jalen Brown. But you need Tatum's energy. You need the light-skinned, white, white-black Mamba. The young Kobe Bryant protege. You need the essence of Jason Tatum. You need him. Unfortunately, the injury, I think, fucked him up. It's not really fully confirmed. They're going to wait after the game to see him. I'm pretty sure he's going to say post-game he got injured. And he was saying in an interview, I'm pretty sure he's going to be like, I pushed through it on some miracle shit. I tried my best. But we don't want him fully injured because if he doesn't come back fully healthy next season, we're fucked as well, right? And I'm a LeBron fan, so I follow LeBron wherever he goes. But by heart, I'm a New England fan, so it goes New England Patriots, Boston Bruins, Boston Celtics, and Red Sox to some extent because I grew up a Yankees fan. I'm a Red Sox fan as well. But I want the Celtics to win. I'm a huge Celtics fan growing up, growing up watching the big three, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Rondo, Doc Rivers, but... This is fucking devastating to witness. Mayhem in Boston tonight is going to be crazy. The traffic is going to be insane. If I'm in a fucking arena right now, TD Green, TD Garden, I would leave right now. Leave right now. You paid $1,000 to sit in the fucking bleachers, nosebleeds. You still got to leave right now. (laughs) Go home because this is fucking fucked up.
<laughs> you know, unless a miracle happens, which I doubt was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen, you know. Jason um, Taylor comes in last five, uh, five minutes. Fucking does some steroids. The only thing I could have saved the Celtics in this game was if they gave Jason Tatum some steroids on the bench. Pump some steroids into his legs. Pump mm. some steroids into his fingers. Pump some steroids into his dick. His whole body needed it. Mm. It was not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's not, it's not a video game, guys. It's real life. Um, yeah, Celtics fucking lost. I'm pretty sure they're going to lose. So there we have it. You know, fuck. Fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Everyone's like, yo, you got to put somebody down today. This, this, and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. I told him, I don't know. I told my coworker, bro, he pulled in today with a, <laughs> with a Boston hat. Not even a Boston Celtics. It just I said Boston on that. He just wants to rep the city. Yeah, he, I was like, bro, you didn't got the right hat on. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yo, I gotta rep this shit. I was like, bro, what? What if they lose? Rep that lost. What if? They, what if Fuck, they lose? bro. Listen. He's like, chill, nah. I texted him what, like when we first started. He's like, now nah, we in there, bro. I just texted him right now. We <laughs> in there. That's insane. Well, shit. Where are you at? You're outside of there. He said, we got it's halftime, baby. We got this. Ah. <laughs> Miami Heat going to the championship. Miami Heat. I'm gonna play. We got if we had the drop, we would play at the Tyrese. Congratulations! When Tyrese crying, is crying. Congratulations! <laughs> What's the other one he said? Um, about his daughter. Um, fuck the Tyrese meme, bro. What's the other Tyrese meme? So, so who is Miami Heat gonna play against? They're gonna play against the Nuggets. So it's gonna be the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat Chicken NBA Nuggets. Finals 2023. I have the Nuggets taking the whole championship. The Joker, Jokic, is unstoppable. He should have been the MVP. Shout out to Joel Embiid, but I think Joker should have been the MVP again three years in a row. He's unstoppable. He's really good. The thing about him is that he's not necessarily fully marketable. A lot of people don't really, you know him, but you don't know him. Like, he doesn't have a personality. He doesn't know English that well. He's a foreign player, but he's fucking great. He's like a fucking, like, someone needs to take some blood out of his skin and clone him. And clone him. Like, he's like a fucking alien walking on Earth. Like, he's too fucking good, right? So shout out to the Joker, um, Jamal Murray, the whole Nuggets. They took it. They got to take it, you know. And the bubble championship, which the Lakers won, was against the Nuggets. That whole rivalry happened. The Lakers lost this time around with the same team, the Nuggets. The Nuggets guys just got to win. Shout out to Denver, Nuggets, Denver, Colorado. Congratulations. I'm going to call it now. You guys going to win the fucking finals. Because I doubt that Jimmy Butler is going to fucking outplay the Joker. And I love Jimmy Butler, but it's not happening. Jimmy Butler's going to have to pull out the old school style from last year where he had the fake braids. Jimmy Butler's going to have to get the fake laces. Remember he had the fake dreads? <laughs> the oh, fake yeah. lace dreads extensions to win in the finals. Other than that, Butler, you're not going to win. Shout out to you, brother. But shout out to everybody out there. That's it. The end of the episode. Cap. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. I'm going to go watch the rest of this game and cry um, with my girlfriend and her family. Congratulations! To the Miami Heat, um, Celtics fucking lost. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> fucking bullshit after a miracle. Miracle. You Miracles see, happen. This is what I'm saying, bro. This is why this is rigged, bro. <sighs> it's rigged. How you 0-3, you come back 3, you're like, oh, shit. Back to back. Oh, shit. Bah, 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 you bah, know bah, what? Bah. Let's make this shit spicy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but guess what? They're not going to win. And not even that win. Get blown out. Got their backs blown out. No lube. Like a bad bitch from Pawtucket. God bless. There we have it. We love you guys. Cap. 
until next time. Yeah, bad bitches from Pawtucket. <laughs> them bucket baddies. Put the song. Them bucket baddies be having um them butt cracks smelling like um Iggy's and Starbucks. <laughs> I'm in the dick.